welcome to Dad's Right, episode 19, and it also happens to fall on uh, Conservative Leadership Convention Extended Edition Night. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, we just got back from a, a short trip up to Collingwood, where the Markies and and Selewskis and and Zarebnys and Maguires gathered, and it's we're the only family without an E at the yeah, end of the name. We got to change it, <laughs> Maguirey. Yeah, there you go. It it kind of falls into both categories. We're, we're gathering to mark sort of the the one year anniversary of uh, my brother-in-law's passing um mike markey who was a uh well as everyone in the family is an important member of the family and and we miss him but it was it was good to, that we could gather together over that time and 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 be together and and spend time together and also remember him and also celebrate uh you know who the rest of us that are that are still here yeah yeah and it was a nice trip enjoyed the beach Three different days, three vastly different beach weathers. Absolutely, it was. It was weird because it was the first day. It was like the, one of the coldest days, but the beach was one of its warmest. The, the water, the water was warm and in massive waves. Yeah, big waves. Over, I think they were coming in over your head. Yeah, and you guys fun. were all diving into them. That was fun. I have a young niece who was out there for just a couple of waves. And the first one just just toppled. She's not. She's she's small as well. And the first one just just toppled her. But luckily, <laughs> luckily Madeline was there to pick her up. And then, sort of from then on, was kind of holding her in front of her, holding holding the niece, holding my niece in front of her. And and uh, I I wondered if it was to help help Mia or if it was to protect That's Madeline. Nice. Yeah. Second day was chillier. And and the waves were lower. Although the wind the wind seemed to be up, but somehow the waves were lower. Yeah, it was weird. And then the third day, it was calm and hot. It was well, it was very calm, and the air was very hot, but the water was the coldest. Yeah, it's weird. Very strange beach days. Good time. Uh, we stayed at a fairly nice place. We all stayed in one cabin, which uh, I'm sure if you've seen any Modern Family or anything, it's always <laughs> a interesting time but we made it work there was a pool table that was very popular with yes, the children the pool table was fun i got to go uh, go golfing with uh, my two nephews and my niece and we got uh, a few holes of golf in uh, this golf course isn't really a real golf course it's it's fun i never keep score it's like a it's a, it's little more than a pitch and putt most of the most of the holes are less than 100 yards 50 60 70 80 yards I think the longest hole is 140 yards. So you only need uh, four clubs, including a putter. But we had a good time. I guess then Gene and I stayed over to spend some time with some friends we have in Collingwood. Spent an extra night there, and it was nice to see them. And I, I golfed it again, and, and I played over the over the four days. I played 20 holes of golf. And uh, even though it's a pitch and putt, there's water on the course. 20 holes. Didn't lose a ball. First time I've played that many consecutive holes without losing a ball. That's nice. Yeah, so that was fun. And it was nice to reconnect with uh, our friends up there, Brian and Kevin. So it was good to see them. Did you want to add anything from the trip? Um, no. (laughs) 
All right, did you want to talk about your thing that you did today? Yeah, that I, was, that was time, kind of yeah? a good time. Yeah, I uh, well, I don't want to talk too much about it until it's out because I don't know how much I'm supposed to. But I was in a, I was did a film project. I was in a music video today, uh, first film thing I've done, at least in a very long time. Have you ever done one? Scatuni. Okay. Yeah. We don't need to talk about is that. Is that available for those <laughs> listeners that now are curious what it is and where they can watch it? No. I, it used to be available on YouTube, but it's not anymore. Is, are the rest of the episodes available and they just took yours down? Uh, no. The whole thing's gone? Yeah. That's sad. But, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, don't we have a copy somewhere? Oh, somewhere. I must be able to put it up on my YouTube channel. I don't remember where it is. If I remember my YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Continue your... Nope. That's all I was going to say. Oh. Okay, but it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And you found you found filming mostly four minutes of work, fifteen minutes or twenty minutes of sitting around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was it. And it, I'll tell you, it was uh, it was in the core of the lakes area, and it was uh, it was really. I mean, I'm from Muskoka, but core of the lakes area is very nice as well. We I did some driving around. I went to Bob Cajun while uh, while I was waiting. Then on the way home, we drove through Fenland Falls. And both towns are lovely towns, lovely towns. And we, when I was younger, we would spend some time up on Scugog with Jean's family again, and it's just a nice area of the province. Yeah, it's gorgeous up there. The the theater it filmed at a movie theater, and that was really cool. Yeah, that theater was really cool. To switch topics completely, some news I saw today that struck me as at least the beginnings of good. The residents of Flint, Michigan, are getting. $600 million uh, for that whole water scandal that went on there where the the government was, was poisoning the the residents of Flint for a while. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, 12 people died, so I don't know how you put a price tag on that, but... I think... And, and I'm sure there'll be a lot more, but... So they're giving $600 million to the city of Flint? To the residents. It'll be distributed probably on how much... And pain and suffering you had to go through. Are they getting clean water too? Well, you can buy that with the money. No, I think no. I think they had to re- treat the water better a while ago. That was done a long time ago. Uh, was it some, I some heard time it was still ago? Going on some time ago. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, it's, I mean, it's about time that that was dealt with. Yeah. Moving on. Bad times. The. Canadian Revenue Agency shut down their online services this week after a cyber attack breached thousands of accounts. Apparently 5,500 accounts were uh, uh, breached. Uh, Do you know how I know if mine was one of them? No. So I I think that's important. Yeah. I heard that a lot of people were compromised. It was mostly the businesses account though, wasn't it? The business accounts? Uh, I hadn't heard that, but that could be true. I think that's what I heard. Okay, I care less. It, not, it's still bad. It yes. might be worse. I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe not worse. But it, if it, does a business account have information about like a bunch of people? All their employees or anything? Or no, just the business operation? I think probably just the business operation. Yeah. It might be more money, though, overall. Yeah. I guess depending on which 12 people or 5,500 people. Definitely more than money than I have. So oh, it's a smart move too. on them. <laughs> There was more than 300 confirmed salmonella cases about with those onions in the, that are being grown, the purple onions or whatever, 300 more. So I think just, you know. Stop having the onions. Stop having the onions. It's not that hard. 
That's really what the U.S. needs on top of this pandemic is salmonella onions. It's uh, Thompson International Inc. of Bakersfield, California that has the dodgy onions. So if if I don't know how to tell, I don't know if how to tell where your onion is from. Uh, I guess maybe if it's in a bag, it'll tell you. But if you're buying a single onion, they don't ha- they don't come with a stamp. So that's really kind of useless information. Just don't get them from the U.S. if you're in Canada. Yeah, I think that's the answer. Or at least California. I just wouldn't get them from the U.S. Better but, safe than sorry. California's a problem, but it doesn't matter. Definitely not California. Uh, the advice was uh, if you don't know where a red, yellow, or white, or red, yellow, white, or sweet onion has been grown, has been grown, don't grown. eat it. It's <laughs> good advice. Yeah, absolutely. If uh, to to anybody who might think that we're sounding a little bit slow this evening, but we can't. We don't don't ruin the surprise yet. Oh, it's just, uh, you can say it's late if you want. I was about to say, we've been up for a while. Yeah. Because uh, we it's it's nearly 11 now, and we had to get up at, I, I don't know what time you got up. I got up at 5.30. I got up at 5.50. To, to go to the shoot, because it was a two and a half hour drive. Yeah, long way. So, we're tired. But we had to stay up for the, uh, well, we've already ruined the surprise, because in the intro we said what it was going on. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, there you go. So, we can say we, we had, we, we tried our best for you the listener we tried our best to stay up to see who the leader of the conservative party of canada was going to be but they thwarted us but it was we'll we'll uh we'll we'll update more on that in in a subsequent section yeah the halton regional police are on the hunt august 18th they were on the hunt for a prisoner who was released by mistake from the maplehurst correctional complex in milton it happened around 11 p.m monday night when Halton police were notified by a staff from Maplehurst that a prisoner had been released in error, police said in a news release. So so in that one case a while ago, you have a guy that stays five years too long. In another, uh, where was that in? Oh, uh, I don't remember. Washington, maybe? No, no, it wasn't in the States. It wasn't? No. It was, uh, I can't, Somalia? Somal- not Somalia. South Africa? No. It, it doesn't matter. Anyway, they're keeping them in too long by five years, but here we let you out. <laughs> and apparently, I don't... This One thing I don't quite understand about this story, the guard told the police that we accidentally let somebody out at 11 p.m., or they accidentally let somebody out at 11 p.m., because I don't think you should be letting people out of jail at 11 p.m. No, that must have been when the guard told the police. I hope so. That's, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, no. Like, out into the dark of the night. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good time to be releasing people <laughs> from prison. <laughs> and also, just just make sure, like, double check. And uh, uh, can you imagine that guy? So he probably knew he had years left on his sentence. It's yeah. just like, okay. <laughs> yes. Did it say what he was charged with? It probably did. I, I didn't read it. Well... Lock your doors, folks. Dad, are our doors locked? It was the 18th. I don't know if they've caught him. They may have caught him. I hope so. I don't know. I I didn't... uh, We were on vacation the last four days, so I didn't follow up. Mm. Hopefully they caught him. I hope so. We should uh, lock our doors and check. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Although, if he's smart, he's not sticking around Milton. Certainly not four or five days later. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There was a study done uh, somewhere... I think it was somewhere in Europe, I think. I saw it, I don't remember, and I didn't write it down. 
but they determined that the coronavirus can survive on meat and fish that has been frozen for at least three weeks. Oh, yikes. And they think that maybe how some of these places that haven't had cases in forever have some popping up now and again. Even though they're saying it's not a, a high way that the disease gets transported, eating frozen meats, but it can happen. Yeah, that would make sense. Places like New Zealand, BC. Yeah. Well, I'm vegetarian, so I don't got to worry about that. Mm, well, I'm sure if it... Well, I don't know. Does it survive on frozen peas as well? Maybe. Mm, could be. But I don't I don't know. Who knows? I don't mm. care. Yeah. I don't like peas. Well, whatever you eat. <laughs> <laughs> Oy vey. What else? And then uh, as we speak, uh, we're going through another round of California forest fires. Which I think when we is first it had another round, or is it the same kind of ones that have been burning for like four or five years? I think they occasionally go out and then they start again every year. But it wasn't even a year ago because when what when we were talking to Mary, wasn't there fires? Yeah, and that was March, like the original, not last week, but or two weeks ago, but like the first time we talked to her. Mm-hmm. I think there was fires. Yeah, there what were. just happened? What just happened? What? Do you sound different? Do I? Yeah, everything sounds good to you? Yes. Okay. It's me then. <laughs> I think my I think my headphones just died. Oh. <laughs> it sounds very different in here now. That's okay. We'll 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 persevere. Okay. Yeah, so it's on fire again. And I have that a little bit later on as well, so I'm I'm just gonna drop it here. Okay. Other than saying, you know, stay safe, everyone there. There's a all over the world and i want to start by saying (laughs) new zealand delays is delaying their election by four weeks due to their covid outbreaks really yes i hadn't heard that before (laughs) that's crazy this is news to me (laughs) and i just i this i can't believe uh, i just hope donald doesn't get any ideas i mean it's i don't think he i don't think he can change it even if he wants to but i'm sure he's already talked about doing it so i'm sure he'll jump on that I think so. I think he'll be all over it. Oh, yeah. Like a dirty shirt after he spills his mustard on it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Leaving New Zealand and, and heading north, uh, according to a study done by Ohio State University that was published in Nature Communications, Earth, and the Environment. Oh, yeah, I which, get that. Side side note. Maybe a more popular journal if they change the name to something that rolls off the tongue a little easier. What is it called again? Nature, Communications, Earth, and Environment. The NCEE. The NCEE. There you go. It's the best. It's the best journal. The Nike. The anyway, they have determined that the glacier that covers Greenland is melting and it is unlikely to be stopped. They've been measuring it for thirty-four years and have now determined that. The snowfall in the winter will not make up for the snow melt in the summer. I'd be so much happier if I was a climate change denier. What? What? How do you? What's the deny? It's like that's just natural. I just look at that and be like, "Yeah, it's just the Earth being the Earth, man. Everything will be chill." It's the cows. Yeah. I'd be so fine. I'd hear something like that, and I'd be like, that's not going to kill anybody. 
That's not going to ruin my life in 10 years. That doesn't matter. They, it's fake news. They warn the government all over the world uh, that the they expect the oceans to rise about a millimeter per year, and it's going to do a lot of... Uh, well, let's just say if you live on a coast, you should top up your water damage insurance now. Or move. Or move. Yeah. Move. So that seems not great. Yeah, I, I would agree that it does seem not great. Moving away from Greenland, I guess a little bit east in Russia. The land of happy news. Alexei, always happy news. Alexei. Alexei, always happy news. That's an Alexei, interesting last that's, name. That's his middle name. Oh. Alexei Nelvaney. <laughs> Was taking a plane ride and had a little tummy ache. Oh no! He was in a lot of pain. <laughs> a lot of pain on the plane. Pain on the plane. Normal pain. A lot of plane. A lot of plane. I said, no, no, no. Normal plane. A lot, a lot of, of pain. pain. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did he have something that upset his stomach? Apparently, there was just a touch of poison in his teeth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just <laughs> my favorite part of the news coverage that we watched about this was when they was like here's a picture of him drinking tea in the airport and then cut to audio of him moaning on the plane <laughs> really loudly yeah he was uncomfortable and everyone else on the plane didn't didn't even seem to be acknowledging it yeah well they didn't want to be poisoned as well yeah they're just hoping the plane lands at this point but <laughs> so it could have been they're lucky that Putin didn't just put an exclamation on that with a missile yeah but I always think it's in, I think it's interesting. It's like here's a picture of him drinking some tea. Is it the tea that was poisoned? Who knows? But it's tea. Could have been. It might have been. This is right before he got on the plane, and then this is him in a lot of in the bathroom. You could hear him moaning from the bathroom <laughs> from somebody's seat halfway up. Somebody walks by with a med kit. <laughs> oh, it was really. I mean, it's distressing. Well, and and uh, but I mean, we we're saying poison, but the top-notch Russian doctors that are treating him say there is no sign of poison. Oh. So those, uh, they're, 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 he's fine. It's just, it's just the tea was bad. Oh, yeah. Bad tea. That's too bad. Bad dates. <laughs> it's from Indiana Jones. Ah. Uh, you remember? No. When he's like, I am the master of the sea and Indiana Jones chucks a date up and he's about to eat it and then that big guy catches it and the monkey's dead, and he says, bad dates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. That's, uh, is that Temple of Doom? No. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, he's, uh, he's in trouble. He's, uh, I do, right now he's recovering in the hospital, but, uh, it's, it's, it's a Russian state hospital, so he could take a turn for the worst at any time. Yeah. The, this, and the, the reason that Putin... This is the second time he's been poisoned. He's a Putin critic. Uh, leader of the opposition-ish party. Yeah, as much as there is an opposition there. Yeah. So he's he's there's some revolutions and riots going on in, in Belarus. And it, these things can and sometimes cross borders. If the neighbors see them doing it, it's like, hey, maybe we can do that too. So then Putin figures who's going to be the leader of that and it's this guy so take him out with his uh, tried and trusty method yeah and the the belarusian uh dictator who is being rebelled against is a very close friend and ally of putin so much so that he's talked about like merging russia and belarus in the past and people thought it might happen so you can see how it might be ruining 
Putin's plans. Yes. Plans well, for Putin's. Yes. Plans made specifically by Putin. <laughs> for Putin. <laughs> the it's it it should be interesting. It it's hopefully he recovers. I wish him all the best. Probably not, you know. People that anger Putin tend not to recover well. He's putting his plans in place. <laughs> All right, moving moving from Russia to the to to covering the world now. We have eight hundred thousand worldwide COVID deaths. Don't worry, don't need to panic. I think we were seven seven twenty four last week. I could look at the notes, but I just prefer to wing it and guess. <laughs> Cuff, tune in to Dad's Right for your trustworthy news guesses. Yes. We mentioned it last week, but... Yeah, just tune in the last episode. Find it yourself, you lazy bums. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so now at 800,000 and, and, and unfortunately growing. Yeah, but no need to panic, apparently. India has over 3 million reported COVID cases now, and I believe they're in third place behind the states and brazil for most reported cases how i i I still say that they're probably number one because of their unreported unreported cases now brazil may be similar that's true i haven't been there hey is their president better uh he's he's no longer got covid but he threatened to punch a reporter in the face for saying something about his wife getting payment. I don't know. It's a very bizarre story. I was going to put it in, but it just got too weird for me. So I left it <laughs> out. But bottom line is he must be feeling better because he's back to his usual garbage. So he's not so much better, but he's healthier. He's healthier. He's not better, but he's feeling better. Yeah. Maybe he needs some Putin tea. Yeah. The We were just really hoping he was not, he could recover, but it changed him. On the inside. An Ebenezer Scrooge moment. Or or I was in Grinch. I was going to say in his heart grew three sizes that day. That too. Yeah, but that didn't happen. Nope. It may have shrunk. He's threatening reporters now. <laughs> and the uh, some follow-up news from either last week or the week before. I think it was last week we talked about the Gandhi glasses going for auction. Yeah. So so they sold. And the, the Gandhi... The maybe Gandhi glasses that the bid started between ten and fifteen thousand pounds sold for two hundred and sixty thousand pounds. It's just pocket cash. It's like half a million Canadian dollars. Yeah. For glasses that that the auctioneer himself said he had no way of authenticating. I I think I know how I'm going to pay for school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they got to look really close to something famous. Here are my thick-rimmed black uh, matte blue glasses with orange uh, arms that were once worn by Winston Churchill. <laughs> I can't authenticate that, but I got a note in my mailbox. That I'm pretty said it, sure. So I'm pretty sure they were started a half million dollars. Or the you could you could sell uh, Madeline's new Hogwarts glass. I think was used by Harry Potter himself. Yeah. The Ravenclaw chalice. Yes. He crossed party lines. It, there's a chance it's a horcrux. We can't tell. It can't be authenticated. No. Well, let's just see if Madeline starts to act moody. <laughs> and do you have anything else to add for all over the world? No. <laughs> uh, well, there's some things that, I, you know, I'm not entirely sure where they fit. Because New Brunswick, it's not really Trudeau. So I guess it's all over the world. Yeah. Well, you know me. I try to keep 
Canada and U.S. and good times, bad times, but we but, can throw it here if you like. Well, this story isn't really a good time or a bad time. It's just a thing that's happening. Go for it. Well, they're gonna ha- they're having an election, a provincial election. Okay. I think in a few weeks, it's gonna be the first election Canada's had since COVID, and so it's gonna be like a tester. How are they doing it? Uh, I don't know. Line up social like the same way you order at at A and W. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm honestly not entirely sure. I haven't seen the details. It's very recent that they called it. Blaine Higgs and his progressive conservatives are looking to do well, but the liberals have a new leader, so maybe he will surprise everybody. New Brunswick is interesting because they have a third party called the People's Alliance. That's like a right wing, like a really right wing party. Right. And they always get a few seats on the provincial level. They have three right now. So in the New Brunswick legislature, there's three People's Alliance, three Greens, a smattering of progressive conservatives and a smattering of liberals. Right. And the progressive conservatives have been in a minority government supported by the People's Alliance, but they're now on their way. The People's Alliance and I guess the progressive conservatives had a falling out. So there's going to be an election and we'll see how those two minor third parties uh, throw things around. If the Greens can maintain their three-year seats or make any gains, if the People's Alliance can maintain their three or make some gains, the Liberals can take power. I mean, who knows? But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do it, what their voter turnout's like, and that uh, that whole shabam. Yeah, that will be interesting. What is Who typically wins there? Either progressive conservatives or liberals. Oh, so it's like the rest of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Three seats for the Greens pretty good, though. Yeah. I mean, it's the same amount of seats that they have in BC. You expect it in BC. Yeah. The Greens are the official opposition in Prince Edward Island. Oh, Nine seats. (laughs) How many seats do they have in total? 20? 20 20-something. The government, it's a minority government, I think. So the Liberals, I think, have seven seats. No, the Liberals have eight seats. The Greens have nines. And the government has 13. Do they just hold parliament in somebody's backyard this has a really big yard <laughs> like one of those rented tents it actually is a, they have a really nice legislative building very pretty yeah it's probably like most of the revenue of the province went into it just went into that it's it's all the potato money that went yeah. into building that <laughs> hey, hey, hey. all right trump and trudeau trudeau and trump either way trump works is tnt Trudeau and Trump. <laughs> Who was that? That was Max and Rudy. Max and Rudy. That's right. I knew the song, but I couldn't think of the actual <laughs> names. Quality television. I guess we should start with, it's not really Trudeau, but it's who Trudeau is going to be up against. And the reason we're recording late this evening was because we stayed up in hopes of finding out who who that would be running against Trudeau. Um, As the conservative party leader. Yeah. And and it didn't happen yet. They say it will happen tonight. Doubtful, considering the fact that gives them half an hour. I'm sure they think they would consider anything tonight before the sun rises. Yeah, they would. After midnight, that's what they consider. Yeah. Yeah. So they were they were supposed to be wrapped up by... Nine. Nine o'clock. It's it, now 1130. The, the first... It wasn't even the first one before that. Didn't they Between say seven thirty? Oh, seven thirty and, and nine. Nine. They thought they'd have it all wrapped up. Their ranked party, ranked ballot system. Yeah, but they had 
A little bit of a snafu opening envelopes, from what I understand. Yes, the machines that were supposed to open the envelopes, because it's a really complicated process that you have to put it through a machine for, um, started ripping ballots in half. So they had to retrieve those, tape them back together, create new ones, mark down the new ballots, and then count them. And who does that? A lot of people. But not the person that originally voted. I would assume not. So there's a potential that this whole thing is is not kosher. Yeah, Derek Sloan will sue for a recount because that's the kind of guy he is. Probably to hold the whole election again. But I think the rest of the candidates will just accept the you'd result. Need, you'd need to hold the whole election, whole election again. There's yeah. no recount. No, no, that's But he I won't even get enough for. seats where if all the ripped ballots were his vote is first, it yeah, still won't but, make a difference. But if there's an extended campaign... He has a chance to try to make up for it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe. I don't think they'll redo it. Oh, I don't think they'll redo it either. But I think Derek Sloan will try to make them because he's a prick. Maybe. Well, sure, but he is. But I don't. I don't think. I, <laughs> I don't think he'd do that. Not if he wants to have a future in the party. Well, he'll just go join Maxime Bernier's party. <laughs> the two of them. Yeah. Hanging out. You know what I read? Maxime Bernier to be leader of his party. You know, doesn't have a seat in the House of Commons or anything. He's getting $104,000 salary. Wow, that's a good wage. For doing nothing. <laughs> I'm sure he does stuff. He probably makes copies for the guys that are actually in government. <laughs> Get some coffee when they need it. <laughs> stuff like that. He's busy. He's a busy guy. They drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. And poutine. He's probably always going to get poutine. <laughs> so... We we do not know. If we find out before the end of the podcast, we'll we'll add it in. But we don't know as of yet. So yeah. hopefully hopefully that happens in the next few minutes and, and we can tell you who will be up against Trudeau. It Dylan yeah. thinks it's gonna be McKay. I think if he doesn't have at least uh, he needs he needs well, you need fifty percent of the vote, plus one vote. Yeah. So, I think he needs 45-plus on the first ballot if he's going to win. I think he might get it. Otherwise, it's going to be... If he has 45-plus, okay. But if he has less than that, I think the right, the far-right people are going to drop off. And their second choice is going to be the person who's a little bit less right. And their third choice, third choice is going to be the person who's a little bit less right. And that's, that's Aaron O'Toole. Okay, but here, here's a question. Say your first choice is Leslie Lewis. Right. Because you don't like Darren Sloan. Darren Sloan? Derek. Derek Sloan. Well, that's the thing. Is Derek Sloan your second choice or is Aaron O'Toole your second choice? Do you go a little bit further right before you go left? Yeah, but either way, your third choice is Aaron O'Toole. Yeah. But that thing is that might delay Aaron O'Toole votes long enough for Peter McKay to run away with it. The only people that are going to go to Peter McKay are when O'Toole gets dropped off. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I could see some Leslie Lewis voters maybe having... Unless uh, unless, they, unless they have choice. something personal against Aaron O'Toole. Well, I mean, we saw one of the... Uh, uh, Vashi Capellos, who's a CBC analyst, she was saying that there are a lot of people who are concerned with electability because they want someone who will beat Trudeau. And so maybe they will have Leslie Lewis as their first choice to vote on principle, and then the rest of it, they're like, well, who do I think is going to beat Trudeau best? Probably Peter McKay. Maybe. Maybe. 
I think uh, it's interesting, though, because the Conservative Party, there are two other elected leaders, Stephen Harper and Andrew Scheer. Both came from the Reform Party. We're active members in the Reform Party. You have to before. say that like, Reform Party. <laughs> like, uh, what's his head used to? Uh, not Stockwell Day. Pre- Preston Manning. Yeah, Preston Manning. There you go. The um, Reform Party. <laughs> yeah, they're both active members of the Reform Party. Whereas Peter McKay was the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party, as Stephen Harper was of the Reform Party when the two merged. Aaron O'Toole has only been active since it was the Conservative Party. So he is a born, I mean, I'm sure he supported one of them beforehand, but like his political career has been as a conservative, not a progressive conservative, not a reform, a conservative. Right. And so he has that kind of going for him. He has a lot less baggage than someone like Peter McKay. But can either of them, well, I think this is, will be harder for Peter McKay. Can he keep the party together? Can he appeal to the further right of the west coast uh, uh, the people at west yeah like of where the reform party members yeah. come in because i think obviously the reform party members were happy you know and they tend to be more social conservative and they were happy having their social conservative leaders and they were fine with him not necessarily you know like bringing up votes on abortion or gay rights because they were like well you know he supports our causes and he's not going to silence us Whereas you bring in someone like, and then and then and then the progressive conservatives were like, well, he's uh, you know he's not going to bring it up, so we don't need to worry about it. Whereas you bring in someone like Peter McKay, who's built a career around being pro women's choice, who is one of only forty one conservatives to vote for marriage equality, and who has been you know very vocal supporter of these things, will he be able to hold the social conservatives from out west when the Wexit party? Is trying to make its break, and the the other interesting thing is, if uh, most of the conservative party membership is Saskatchewan and to the left, and you know that way, yeah. But the way they're doing their election of their leader is every riding in the country is worth a hundred points, and you get a certain number of points based on your percentage of vote in that riding. So there are ridings in Quebec with 150 people. 150 conservative members. Yeah, sorry. This, yeah. yeah. 150 members of the conservative party that have the same voting say power. as, as a, as a riding in, in Alberta somewhere that'll have 2000. Yeah. So that will shift that may shift shift the vote shift the vote more to the east coast which means that's what might get mckay in but then you're right once you once you go nationwide the 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 many many more conservatives at west will not be happy mm-hmm. and i'm surprised that they even agreed to the that yeah it surprised setup. me too i personally think that's only a matter of time before the conservative party collapses because it was created with huge fractures in it. And every party leader so far has been told, what's the first priority? Keep the party together. The liberals don't have to worry about keeping their party together. Near the NDP, the Greens, the blocs, they all are united under the same vision. They all have similar enough ideas that they're willing to work together. Yeah. But if, you're, if your first job is to try to keep your party from breaking apart, no wonder you can't win the most easily winnable election for the conservatives uh, since Paul Martin. The thing that 
I think maybe they're short-sighted on is they're trying to get the the you know the very social conservative vote but that's not going to win you an election there's not enough seats at west that's why i mean that's the inherent flaw in the conservative party to become leader you need to apply you need to appeal to the social conservatives because they play kingmaker with their second and third and fourth choice picks um but then once you go national all that can be used against you because the vast majority of canadians are not social conservatives and but that's this is the just just let them break off just let them form their own party and become the the national progressive conservative party that they were where they're fiscally conservative but socially central but they were being beat up by the liberals when that happened but the liberals are ripe for the taking yes but what they should they could split off and and almost you could almost join the liberals and then that that party would almost never be defeated the progressive conservatives could join the liberals the progressive liberals i think you do the liberal conservatives the but you want do you want to be uh yeah the liberal conservative whatever the, the, you know like the red the red tory party yeah something like that but they have a such a historic hatred um, of one another yeah but the people that can join if you let the far right people take the name then you can join conservative then you can join as a, as a new yeah. you know central it'll, party it'll never happen no but it'd be be interesting yeah what's more likely is like a merger of the ndp greens or ndp liberals or green liberals who knows yeah so anyway and it's just an interesting way of casting the votes for the leader and we'll see if it has any effect and and we'll see what they can do come next election time because uh as now we get into trudeau there's there are there are issues there are issues that's right this week he uh prorogued the government according to trudeau he needs time to revamp his covid strategy and plan a covid budget According to PCs, he wants a few weeks mm. so we forget about the Wee scandal. Regular conservatives are not progressives anymore. Yes, the regular conservatives. <laughs> the C's. But yeah, no, he's... that. I mean, they might both be true. They probably are both true. <laughs> this comes in the wake of Finance Minister Bill Morneau's resignation to run for the chair of some big multinational financial organization. Which former liberal ministers have run before, um, which has probably pissed off conservatives. Right. I don't remember what it's called. The O, let's say the OECD, but I think that's the oil pack in the Middle East. Uh, he's not running for leadership of that. Um, but yeah. That's OPEC. O-P-E-C. Is that what you said? No. I said something similar to that. No. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's running for that. And who knows? I have no idea if he'll win. I, I don't even know why it matters. Um, what do they do? I don't know. Huh? I'd never heard of it until I heard that Bill Morneau was running well, to be its leader. Good luck to him. Yeah. But he's been replaced by Deputy Prime Minister Christy Freeland. Yeah, which who, seems like a... I mean, you say the Deputy Prime Minister is largely a figurehead role. Yeah. But then why give it? Do they? Does she get extra money for that? She might. Um, she definitely does. So, well, okay, so... The first deputy prime minister was appointed by Pierre Trudeau, and it was given to a somebody who he didn't 
include in his cabinet with any sort of minister portfolio, but who was a high profile liberal who he trusted and like it was almost like a consolation prize. Right. Um, or like, a, sorry, I didn't give you a cabinet post. You can be deputy prime minister. And since then, she's like, Christy Freeland is our 10th deputy prime minister. So there isn't always a deputy prime minister? Nope. Trudeau didn't have one until 2019. Yeah. But the deputy prime minister has taken on various roles. Pierre Trudeau's were largely just ceremonial. Brian Mulroney's were very active, including they chaired some cabinet meetings. They they, they were very active in the government. So um, if, if something happens to the prime minister, it's not, are they in charge? Not necessarily, but uh, I think that is largely what it ends up being like these days. So it's um, not it's not vice president. No, no. The the Christia Freeland got it because she was foreign affairs minister, which is like if you make it into a pyramid, it's like you know prime minister and then foreign affairs minister and finance minister are the two next biggest ones, right? right? She was foreign affairs, and then the Liberals got a minority government, and. In a minority government, you have to work with the other parties a lot more, along with the provinces. And that falls to, really, the Minister of Intergovernmental Affairs. Right. And Christy Freeland is highly competent, very smart, so Trudeau gave her that job. But it is seen as a demotion from foreign affairs. Right, so then Deputy Prime Minister was thrown on top of it. To... Exactly. So, so she's still the... Deputy Prime Minister. Is she still the other thing? No. Oh. A man named Dominic LeBlanc is. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, she's now Finance Minister. She's the first female Finance Minister that Canada's ever had. That's coming off the tails of being the first for- female Foreign Affairs Minister that Canada's ever had. Was she the first female Deputy Prime Minister? No. Oh. The very first Deputy Prime Minister was a woman. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's a rising star in the Liberal Party. She's largely seen as Justin Trudeau's successor already. And and I think she will be prime minister one day. Even even Kim Campbell came out and said that she thinks Christy Freeland is one of the most highly qualified finance ministers we've ever had. She's been she's received praise from and, and support from former progressive conservative and liberal finance ministers and prime ministers. Well, that's good. We need someone who, that can tell Trudeau not to do stupid things. Yeah, and Doug Ford said that he loves Christy Freeland. She thinks she's great for the job. He thinks she's great for the job and that he can't wait to support and work with her. Yeah, uh, that seems weird. Does seem weird. I don't trust her anymore. <laughs> but I, I think she'll do a good job. One of the reasons that this has uh, been prorogued is uh, there's been there's been a whole boatload of, of emails that came out, I guess, as they, as they declassified some of this. We correspondents. Yeah. And uh, the Treasury Department apparently had had raised some 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 objections, and one of their main ones was they're giving them nine hundred million, but we was taking twenty million in salaries, and they felt like that was too big a cut. And they would know. I wouldn't know. It. I agree. It feels big, but if you have, you know, if you have a million people working on it, that's you know yeah 20 bucks each so it depends how many people are working on the project i don't know if that's a big or not i don't know but the treasury treasury department would know and they raised concerns and they raised concerns from for for about a month before the cabinet approved it so i'm not sure where those concerns went if they fell on deaf ears but somebody was 
thinking that it wasn't the best idea. Jean-Yves Duclos. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's the minister in charge of the treasury, I think. All right. Which is for some reason separate from the Minister of Finance. And to distract us from all this, the liberals have decided to extend CERB and change the way EI works to mm-hmm. f- focusing more on Canadian workers so that they can give a little bit more. It's not just sort of everybody gets their 2000 bucks. Uh, they're focusing on the workers so that there's less people getting it, but they can get more money. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's interesting about this proroguing of Parliament, though, is that the Liberals have to come back and give a throne speech, which then has to be voted on as a confidence vote. I thought they had to give a throne speech, then a budget, and the budget was a confidence vote. No, I think the throne speech is also a confidence vote. Huh. But will they get it? Because the Bloc supported them on their first conf- uh, throne speech, but the Bloc has said they want to topple the government now. The answer is yes, they will get it, because the NDP doesn't want to have an election. And Jagmeet Singh came out the other day and he said, we're not broke, we're ready for an election. And if you have to say that, I feel like you're probably broke and not ready for an election. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. But he has signaled that he's willing to work to keep the government in power, and there's a few things he wants, like... Please don't call an election. Yeah, but also uh, some he wants also better no elections. child care, and he wants better like permanent improvements to EI and uh, stuff like that. Stuff they're doing anyway. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. So currently, there's still four million people getting CERB. It's they've changed it. They sort of split it up. To, so EI will be be a bit easier to get. You only need to work like 120 hours or 150 hours or something in the previous year to qualify. Then they'll have the Canadian recovery benefit for up to 26 weeks per, if you, if you've made up to 38,000 per year, you'll still get $400 a week on top of that. Nice. So that's, uh, that's good for people that are back to work partially. They have some income. They'll still get topped up by the government. So that's that's good. There's uh there's a Canada sickness recovery program so that it's it covers two one week periods where they will pay you five hundred dollars per week if you get sick and you're not covered by your employer to stay home working. Okay. Yeah, so that's the three programs. EI, Canada Recovery Benefit, and Canada Sickness Benefit. They estimate the three programs will cost $22 billion. Okay, so it'll cost at least $50 billion. And they hope that that's enough that you forget about we. Yeah. (laughs) Have we paid you enough to forget about we yet? This is, I mean, it's incredible. No wonder that the Conservatives need a new leader. Because it's incredible that Andrew Scheer didn't win that election. That was pre-we. I know, but it was SNC-Lavalin. Yeah. That was a big thing, too. Yeah, it was. was. bigger than this, arguably. It should have been. Uh, Yes. Like, Trudeau was rife to be taken down, but he failed. Yeah, he got the popular vote by a percentage, but don't tell me that he got the popular vote and then tell me that you don't want to change the electoral system. Yeah, we we actually had a discussion in the car on our long drive to... Where did we go? Kinmount? No. Yes? Kinmount? Kortha... Kinmount was the town. Was it? Yeah. Cool. About that. It, I think it can be done. I think there are ways. We fixed everything. We did. We we fixed it all. But I I, I don't think, I think, I think there are ways that, that you could make every vote count. And I think more people will turn out if they feel their vote counts. But if more people turn out, then the liberals and conservatives won't win as much. 
yeah, that's why it's going to be difficult to, it has to be a party, it has to be a, a leader that's willing to put the sort of good of the country ahead of the good of the party. Needs to be a liberal who's open to the idea in a minority government situation that gets pushed to do it by the NDP. Yeah, something like that. It needs to be the NDP say, they like liberals desperately need the NDP support. The NDP say, if you don't do this, we're not supporting you. And then the liberals do it and then they get the support. Turning to Trump. There's some breaking Trump news. Shoot. Longtime Trump advisor and the face that has graced CNN and all the news outlets since 2016, I think, maybe in 2015. Kellyanne Conway has announced that in three weeks she will be leaving the White House. Uh uh-huh. what, what's, she, what's she doing? I don't know. I just saw the news headline. Uh, it's It popped up on my phone and I scrammed to look at it because I thought maybe we had a conservative leader, but we don't. I mean, that's that's not nothing. She's been one of Trump. Oh. Has she been arrested? No. But here, this is an expanded. So White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway announced Sunday evening she'll be leaving her post at the end of the month. And her husband, George Conway, said that he was withdrawing from the Lincoln Project. So it's like a trade? I think so. Both citing a need to focus on their family. So Kellyanne Conway obviously said, who did I just say? Kellyanne? Yeah. Kellyanne obviously worked at the White House, big supporter of Donald Trump. George Conway, huge Trump critic. And the Lincoln Project was working to getting, was a group of Republicans that were working towards getting Biden elected. So there were probably just a lot of fights at home. And they just said either we get divorced or we both quit. Yeah. I'm surprised that it took them. It took this long. Yeah, we disagree about plenty, but we are united on what matters most. The kids, our four children, are teens and tweens starting a new academic year in middle school and high school remotely from home for at least a few months, as millions of parents Wait, nationwide know. They're kids, starting remotely from home? Doesn't, doesn't Trump want them back at school? <laughs> Kellyanne's favorites have to go to school. George's favorites get to homeschool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you know what? I mean, good for them. Yeah, putting, po- putting their family ahead of their politics, that's good. Yeah, yeah absolutely we know who each of them is going to vote for come election night probably yeah maybe maybe part of their agreement is that neither of them will go vote yeah maybe <laughs> or maybe like, okay i'll vote for biden and you vote for trump and then that way like kellyanne vote for biden george vote for trump this was Compromise. the yeah but how do you know you actually did it when you <laughs> went in haha <laughs> tricked you you voted for trump so did i <laughs> other other ex-trump staffer news steve bannon charged with fraud Steve Bannon charged with fraud. Shocking, right? He had such a trustworthy face. He really did. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just a real gentleman, a, a, a gentleman's gentleman. He was involved in a in a crowd fundraising program called We Build the Wall. We scandal. <laughs> it's another we scandal. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I think this is a different charity. <laughs> be funny if it wasn't yeah so so they they got 25 million to to build the wall and they said at the time that it was completely volunteer all the leaders were volunteering their time and apparently they weren't less 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 of a volunteer more of a, more scam. Of a more of a highly paid position yeah <laughs> Apparently, Steve Bannon, well, see, I, I don't want to judge before a jury does, but apparently he set up a nonprofit organization, uh, took a million bucks from that $25 million, and then paid off hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of personal expenses, 
with that million. So, uh, that's not volunteering. Nope. And the, the there's four guys involved, I think, then they all did it. So, I thought... Maybe they can have adjoining cells, and they yeah, can they can all go they can start a we build the tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> they can join up with uh, Paul Manafort, Michael Cohen. <laughs> so there's just a whole group uh, of them in there. <laughs> just Jis- Maxwell. Yeah. Oh, so somebody asked Trump about Steve Bannon, and he said he was sad, and that Steve's a good guy, and but what he didn't say was he didn't wish him well. Yes, he did. No, he did not say those words. He didn't? He did not say, I wish no. him well, which he said about yeah. the accused child molester or but, child trafficker. But Kamala Harris is a horrible person. Absolutely. Because she's black. Yeah. Well, and a woman. And, and against him. And Indian. What else did Trump do? He, what didn't Trump do? He was talking earlier. A, just such a such a child as, as he was having a, a chat like he does. At the t- it's hard to call them speeches because the speech seems like it's sort of well prepared and thought out. So it's more of a chat. It's, m- yeah. it's more. It's closer to like our podcast than it is an Obama speech. Um, I take personal offense to that <laughs> statement. Also, we form better sentences, but I form better sentences after that. <laughs> I think that's what we can say. Pause. It's officially Monday morning, and we did not have a Conservative Party leader last night it's it's till the sun rises we'll see we'll see i don't see it happening i think you could say with absolute certainty that we will have a conservative party leader today which is what they said yesterday but i think it's true today back to trump he was in the in this in the talk he was giving on the white house lawn he uh i think it was on the white house lawn i could have been wrong but he pulled the crowd that was listening which was a better which was a better nickname for Biden sleepy joe or slow joe he said i go back and forth uh he pulled the crowd and sleepy joe got the louder cheers that's what i thought said trump <laughs> he added i got all these guys telling me we don't like sleepy because it's rude we're talking about the president of the united states i'll tell you one thing putin and Kim Jong-un and President Xi of China, they're not sleepy. We can't have slow, sleepy people dealing with them. Those are his friends. How dare he talk about them like that? These, it's just it's just so... I just don't understand how people fall for it. I don't get it. It's so... Nonsensical? Grade seven. Yeah. Like, it's 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 childish bullying. I know. It's not even, it's not even sophisticated bullying. I know. Slow it's Joe's childish bullying. <laughs> it's very childish. It's ridiculous. On Thursday, the Trump administration asked, asked the Supreme Court to reverse a lower court ruling that found President Trump violated the First Amendment by blocking his cri- critics on Twitter. It came from a 2017 lawsuit where uh, people criticized him and he blocked them from his at real Donald Trump Twitter handle. So this is something that's happening. Was he too late to get Donald Trump? I don't know. Probably. Is that why he had to go real Donald Trump? Probably. So he asked his uh, he asked his good buddy, the Supreme Court associate, Supreme Court Justice Brett. Yeah, I don't. I think they haven't ruled on it yet, but I just can't believe that that's something that Supreme Court can even be bothered with. Like, who cares? If that we... that seems the perfect level for Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> But Brett Kavanaugh, I mean, we just watched that John Oliver thing. He even he came out with a 
with that ruling that was where they were trying to get the the prosecutor was trying to get the all white jury. Yes, he managed to make a completely obvious ruling. What else did he do? Uh, he accused the deep state or whoever at the Food and Drug Administration of slowing the coronavirus vaccine until after the November election to keep him from securing a second term. He's getting lazy. He offered no evidence for this claim. Shocking. Yeah. I I feel like they didn't have to write that sentence. Yeah. Has he ever offered evidence (laughs) of any claim? Well, I I think that's just getting lazy or whoever. (laughs) He's just like, somebody's doing something to ruin me. And all the guys are like, yeah, somebody is. Screw somebody. (laughs) Slow somebody. (laughs) Sleepy somebody. (laughs) But what what is he doing? Nobody... I cannot believe that anyone would slow down a vaccine that's of that's of a for a virus that's killing a thousand a day, twelve hundred a day in the U.S. till November eleventh or November sorry November third, so that so that they win the election. I think Trump and Mitch McConnell would do it. I mean, they're not because it doesn't benefit them, but I think they would. I don't think I don't think so. Really. You think Trump has human compassion? I think he would parade it around like uh, like a trophy and say, look what I made and get it out as fast as he could. But if it benefited him to delay it for whatever reason? No, nah, I, I think he would spin the, the making of it. I, I, I think that it's, the, it's also the easier spin. Like, I don't understand how it it's just so easy to if it comes out when he's president to yeah, take no. credit. No, but it's also, I mean, it, even if it comes out, it, it just doesn't matter. Like he doesn't have anything to do with it. Okay, and I know, but you're imagining the real situation right now, a hypothetical, where say Donald Trump is in Joe Biden's position, and Joe Biden is in Donald Trump's position, and Donald Trump somehow has the ability, or his party has the ability, to quash a vaccine till after the November election. Would he not do it? I I don't. I don't know, but this is this is my point is the parties don't have that ability. You're right. So so it doesn't it works it does it's it's a it's a completely illogical thing to say. It's yes. a, it, they're drug companies. They're going to flop. They're going to put these things out. It's not like there's they're sitting on Congress floor waiting for the, you know, Nancy Pelosi to put a rubber stamp on it. Okay. Wait, what do you mean they're not sitting on Congress floor? Because there are absolutely hundreds of people from drug companies sitting in chairs in the hallways of Congress. No, I mean with with the vaccine in their pocket. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not there. They're, you're right, it's not. But there are probably more representatives from drug companies in Congress than there are congressmen and women. Yeah, well, somebody's got to take them over to breakfast. They don't want to pay for their own food. <laughs> Uh, Thursday, Trump, uh, with it, in his usual compassionate ways, took aim at the California officials as the wildfires continue to burn, accusing the leaders of improperly managing flammable debris in the state forests that laid, led to the fires. In a speech, he said, Years of poor sp- forest management in California, and I see again the forest fires are starting. And they're, they're starting again in California. And I said, you've got to clean your floors. You've got to clean your floors. That's what he said. I have no response to that. Like, what? I just don't. Let's just say for a moment 
you can. I guess you can, but the manpower it would take, and the maybe I I don't know. Do other places do that? I don't know. Do other places go and pick up debris that have fallen in the forest so it doesn't catch fire? No. In like, and California is huge, and they have massive forests. Who's going through and picking up the debris? You gotta have a, you gotta have a debris picker uniform. Yeah, there'll be a debris picker union. Be expensive as hell. Yeah, it's but ridiculous. I, I not mean, that the, not that the fires are cheap. So I mean, uh, they have money to play with, but yeah, I just I just I don't think it's something that's that's plausible. Remember when the, at the fires last year, he, I said like the Swiss or the Danes or something rake their forest. And they have a lot less forest. The da- no, but they said true. they said they don't. Oh. <laughs> like we don't do that. I don't know what he's talking about. I think that the best way to spend the money to stop the forest fires would be to invest it in green technology and move away from, from an overheated planet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely. I think there was always a fire season, because but but I think it's worse and longer than it used to be. Yes. And that would tend to mean it's warmer on the planet, but, you know, I know you're a climate change denier. (laughs) Did we lose that whole section? I'm not sure. If that made no sense, send us an email at dadsrightpodcast at at gmail.com. Or you can leave a comment at dadsright.fireside.com. Dot dot fm. FM. Dot com. No, no dot com? No dot com, just dot fm. Okay, so dad's right. Fi- dot fireside. Dot fm. Dot fm. Yeah. Dot fum. Fum. Dot fum. Now, I believe it was you that mentioned... Me? You. Huh? Specifically. What did I mention? You said at one point that Biden said he was a one-term president. He said... I'm very close to the mic right now. My understanding is that he said that if he felt he was too ill or frail or whatever to run for a second term, he wouldn't. He, well, what he, he described himself in the past as a transition candidate. But now somebody recently said, does that mean he's committing to a single term? And Biden said, no, it doesn't mean that. So you're leaving open the possibility you'll serve eight years was the follow-up question. And Biden said, absolutely. Is he going to be alive in eight years? Well, I guess we'll find like, out. Like, seriously, Joe, geez. I think he should be a one-term. I think so, too. He's already the oldest man to ever run for the presidency. Yeah, maybe he's in good shape and maybe he can last eight more years. But I think, like, why... You're also giving your your opposition, especially if they come in with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, a young 60-year-old. Uh, a <laughs> young, spry 60-year-old. <laughs> and just, you know, yeah. lots of energy. And they just mops the floor with Joe. Yeah. It's just, I think, I think he'd be better off it's, doing one. It's interesting because, in a way, it would benefit Kamala Harris for Joe Biden to die partway through his term because you can only serve two terms as president in the u.s two elected terms yeah but you can fill out the rest of somebody else's term yeah 
So you can be present as so long she as could, it doesn't she could do 10 years. exceed 10 years. As long as it doesn't exceed 10 years. Yeah. So she could be she could be present for 10 years, which would make her the second, or it will depend on how many days, second or third longest serving president in U.S. history. That's assuming she gets elected after. Yes. The, f- the first, after and, Biden. I, I mean, you'd probably get elected after the first because sympathy vote. But winning again after that would be, yeah, you'll see. But I mean, the first was actually Roosevelt, who won four elections this was before term limits but died two months into his fourth term so then truman took over and so truman ran twice and won plus served almost the full four years of roosevelt's other term so he served for a long time as well so those are the two longest serving presidents back to back back to back both democrats so the democrats were in charge for like 21 years back then um so kamala harris could be the third and a Democrat, and that's something that the Democrats could always rub in Republican faces. Yeah, well, let's see if she does a good job. Well, first, let's just hope Joe doesn't die. That's not nice. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not saying I hope he dies. I'm just saying if he did, that's going to be a cool thing that happened. Not Except death, for Joe. <laughs> yeah, not for Joe, but Joe's been fine. He was already, listen, Joe's done cool things. Youngest senator ever, oldest president ever. If he wins. If he wins. He'll probably win. If he wins. I'm pretty confident in that. If he wins. <laughs> you have more faith in Trump following the rules than I do. It doesn't matter. Trump, whatever. He's already trying to screw around with the USPS. He can't. He's trying. He has. He already failed at that. He has. He's, he tried. He has. The USPS is not as effective as it was. Yeah. They're behind. They're delivering late mail. It's yeah, happening. But it's not it's gonna, already happened. At the end of the day, it's not going to matter. It might it might make Biden's of Biden's margin margin of success, margin of victory smaller, but he'll still win. We'll see. And and you know, Chinese hackers or Russian hackers, I just yeah. we'll see. You'll be watching the TV and like Biden's vote count will start going down or something. <laughs> Um, it just I will he, starts, he loses California, then New York, then <laughs> I just don't believe Trump's gonna win all fifty states. Yeah. I, but lose looks- the popular vote. <laughs> <laughs> happy. Are you happy? I'm tired. I'm happy that, that it's bedtime soon? I was about to say the conservatives are embarrassing themselves. <laughs> it's not. I mean, listen, stuff happens. I know. It's not their fault. It just doesn't look good. They're trying to, like, come out as, like, you know, pick their new strong leader to head in a well-organized and well-run party into an election, and they can't even elect a freaking leader. Um, um, op- enve- envelope opening machines are new. <laughs> Some some good news in the in the GTA for basketball fans. Uh, Nick Nurse was named Coach of the Year in the NBA, so good for him. Put together a really solid season without Kawhi Leonard and led the team to their first sweep over uh, first sweep ever of uh, took out the Brooklyn Nets in four games and on to Boston. That that one I'm sure will be a little bit closer, but they can't uh, they can't take this away from Nick. Although I'm sure, uh, like every player, he will trade it for another championship so good luck raptors against boston even though i really have very little interest in basketball yeah it's kind of neat i uh just looked at the uh cbc article and they said they're expecting results at eleven forty-five p.m 
Well, the CBC is almost as timely as the conservative party. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think at eleven forty-five, their article's at ten thirty. The other, th- another thing that makes me happy is we were watching the CBC this evening, the live coverage, in hopes that some at some point there'd be a result and we'd be, be able to tell you and talk about it. But I think it was about quarter after nine or nine thirty. The reporter said, we'll be cutting out at 10.30 because there's a hockey game <laughs> and people want to watch it. <laughs> so they're just throwing the the leadership convention of the, of the second, you know, of one of the two most powerful parties in the country to cover the Canucks playing the Golden Knights. <laughs> Although I got to say, in the end, even though they said they were going to do that, and I wish they did, they didn't. That's true. Only the Sportsnet channels covered the game. CBC was going to join them once, once in, ev- once they in. They might if. have. They might have eventually thrown it to the wind and I know joined the hockey game. They might have. You're right. We don't know. No, we came here. We what came over to the studio? We are in the studio now. Yeah, the priorities of Canadians. It's awesome. Yeah, good for us. <laughs> Another happy news, or well, I mean, happy. Uh, the happy might be a stretch, but. <laughs> It's good. The uh, there's an Australian company that is making a road surfacing material from waste coffee cups. Is it a bunch of coffee cups glued together? I think there's slightly more in depth than that. <laughs> it I have for me. Oh, it is late here. Those of you that listen at this time know it's late because I would have have normally I'm posting it. It's already posted by this time. Yeah. So now it's going to be super late. There's uh they they take the paper plastic lids and liners and turn them into a cellulose which binds a road surface together. Uh, I know they have a test strip and it would prove to be strong and able to withstand heavy trucks driving back and forth on it. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's Australia. It, Australia is easier to pave than Canada because it doesn't have the extremes in temperature. I mean, it gets pretty hot. Yes, but we can the, be. We cold. can go minus forty to plus forty. Yes, that's true. And and that's hard on pavement. The, that expansion and contraction. Yeah, we need. Hence something. our huge potholes. We need something to solve that problem. Yeah. Well, a nicer cl- climate change should solve that problem nicely. Until it starts getting so hot that the asphalt just melts. Well, that's 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 the next problem. This problem is <laughs> that the extreme cold will be gone. There'll be palm trees in our backyard. That's the pro of climate change. <laughs> I don't know if this is good news. Wait, is that story done? We're in happy now, not good news. Good okay. times. I don't know if it's happy. It makes me okay. Is, is is your happy story done? Yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay, this makes me happy because it's ridiculous. But I watched The Exorcist for the first time on Friday, and I learned that evangelist Billy Graham, when it came out, when The Exorcist came out, he said that you shouldn't go watch it because there was a real demon living in the celluloid of the film. That happens. I watch Supernatural. <laughs> Actually, I don't, but I'm sure in some episode of Supernatural, there's demons in the film. That is ridiculous. I also think it's so funny. People like passed out in theaters and went into hysterics from yeah. watching that movie. It's not even that shocking. None of it's that shocking. It was then. It was the 70s. Come on. It was shocking it was... for the 70s. They didn't have that, you know, it's, it, for as far as graphics go and Linda Blair's 
spinning her head around and projectile vomiting. That was and the language is pretty vulgar. Yeah, but and that voice that she uses hysterics. I mean, people the decade earlier, people were passing out when the Beatles sang. Like they were, they they weren't as just just chill. They weren't there. There was more excitement back then. I don't know why, but people got more excitable. We're all, uh, I don't know beaten down just like brow beaten i think we get exposed to so much overexposed yeah that's because of because of because of the internet and then the worldwide news and yeah we just we just get everything so nothing is nothing shocking yeah nothing shocking nothing's big because the the world is worse than any movie yeah or at least is as shocking as any movie yeah i mean i haven't seen any little girls spin their head 360 degrees but we kind of got off happy there um Barney. <laughs> that is not happy. <laughs> Barney's not happy. Barney's, Barney's happy. Scary. Uh, now I wanna I wanna tell a story. Cause during this ride that we took this morning, there was a number of of road of road kills. This is a it's a happy story, it's not starting happy. <laughs> but it is. So and and earlier I was talking about Mike. So uh <laughs> my brother in law Mike, he's he was he was driving, and I can't remember where we were going. I think we were in a big group because I think I got I got the story when we got wherever we were. I think it was camping. I think we were going camping to Allegheny. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so we got to Allegheny, and we get out. Mike said, and "This was this was in the early two thousands, probably or something." No, no, it was it was I think. Early late 2010s. 2010s. It was early 2010s, yeah, like 2013, yeah. something like that. Maybe that's when we moved to Yellowknife. It was well 2011. Nah, I think it was like 2009 or eight or something. It really it, doesn't matter. It really doesn't. But it, it does in in the context of what's on television. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> anyway, I don't know which show, which order to tell it. I guess you got to know the TV show. There was a TV show that called Timothy Goes to School that was about animals it was a kid show yeah his kids were very young at the time so were mine and it's a kid show that that had all these animals that went to school and had adventures and whatnot yeah and And timothy was a raccoon yeah so anyway mike we passed a dead raccoon and when we got to allegheny mike came out and said looks like timothy isn't going to school today (laughs) (laughs) it's always made me laugh it's a good story I don't think that's a happy... St- I mean, it's a funny story, but it's about a dead... Raccoon? Yeah, but like as, as a kid, and a, uh, it's a great story. I love it. Yeah. And now the end is near. So we still don't have results for a conservative leader, and I don't imagine we'll be getting them anytime soon, but... 11.45. <laughs> and for those of you who don't get the joke, it's actually 12.25 here. <laughs> That's true. I guess they wouldn't necessarily see the time. Yeah. But the thing is, it almost doesn't matter who wins because if they're going to win an election, because none of these four people are like dynamic leaders who are going to inspire a huge group. Their shot, their only shot at winning the election is not being Justin Trudeau. And they all meet that qualification. Now, in a way, it matters who wins. Okay. Doesn't matter if it's Aaron O'Toole or Peter McKay. The other two, social conservatives, don't have a chance. But Aaron O'Toole, Peter McKay, the, I don't want to say progressives, but the not dicks. Um, it doesn't matter which one of them wins because they're both just not Justin Trudeau. And that's how they're going to win if they're going to win. If they're going to beat Justin Trudeau, 
they're only going to be doing it by not being Justin Trudeau and depending on how angry the nation is with him at the moment. Yeah, my understanding as well is neither of them really speak French all that well. Yeah, and that, a problem. That, well, it's a problem because there's a lot of seats in Quebec. Yeah. And they tend to prefer their leaders to speak a little French. Conservatives have 10 seats in Quebec right now yeah. out of 78. And if you have a leader that doesn't speak, you're probably going to lose some of those. Yeah. The good news is for them, they might go NDP and not liberal. They seem to skip that middle bit in Quebec. No, the liberals are ahead in Quebec right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. The, the, the two biggest parties in Quebec are normally the liberals and the bloc. Uh, the NDP wave year was a glitch. No, yeah, it was Jack Layton. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I don't know, we'll see who it is. If it's Peter McKay, it'll be interesting because he doesn't have a seat in the House of Commons. So, I don't know if there'll be a by-election or if it's just a regular election, he'll try to get a seat. No, there might not be election for a year. Yeah, if there's an election in the fall, but if there's not an election for a year, then who knows? I mean, Jagmeet Singh wasn't in the House of Commons for his first two years as leader. Didn't do him any help. No, it didn't. It's a bad idea, but it's, I'm just saying it's not unheard of to not run. But he'd be the leader of the official opposition. He'd need to get in. Wasn't there, uh, didn't, we were just earlier this episode, we were talking about somebody who wasn't the leader of the party that was, didn't have a seat. The blocks, maybe. Somebody, and we said they were going to get coffees and poutine. Oh, oh uh, Maxime Bernier. But nobody in his party has seats. Oh, okay, right. But you know what, what will probably happen, what traditionally happens, is one of the one of the conservative MPs will step down and then let Peter McKay run yeah. his riding. Somebody they don't care about. Yeah. Or somebody old who's like, I'll retire, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, well, so we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. All righty. Well, our, my, my parting thoughts is this is now approaching the end of summer at least the end of our summer and i had uh other than the pandemic plague that's going around the planet it was a nice summer in our little area Mm -hmm. we were it was great to have dylan home for the summer he's heading back to alberta on tuesday so the best of luck with your school year next year and your move next weekend and and your your virtual classes that you're going to have thank you and uh, hopefully we'll get out there and and we'll be in a in a position uh health-wise not personally but as a as a as a country uh that we'll be able to come out and see at least one if not more of of your performances next year how many are you doing four five? four 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 and five months three and five months there are my class is doing four i will only be in three and the other one you watch or you do like i'll, I'll watch Oh, you don't do... I thought you did, like, rotated through the different areas. No. Oh. There are other projects that, that the people who are doing master, MFAs directing, Master of Fine Arts directing, um, they direct scenes as their final project in the semester. Uh. So if we're not doing the studio show, we do their scenes, and that's just, like, in a little black box classroom. Okay, so you do three out of the four. Yeah. Does So which three? I will be in the last three. Oh, so you're not in the first one? No. Okay, I won't come for that one. Which one's the first one? Don Juan come back comes back from the war. Oh, that sounds good. Could what's, be. What's the next one? A Secret in the Wings. And what's that about? A lot. It's a secret. Uh, I don't know what the secret is. It's like a it's a bit a, a, a bunch of fairy tales that all are kind of a little dark and twisted. Cool. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. When's that going up? Uh, I don't know. Okay. It should have gone Approximately? up. Approximately? Uh, oh, I don't know. It should have gone up in December. Right. But it's but not. It's not going to. Yeah. So it'll be sometime next year. And then Dracula. Oh, I'll have to come for that one. Yeah. Do you know who you are in that one yet? No. Oh. Do you know who you want to be? 
I haven't read it yet. Oh. I want to be Dracula. <laughs> and the last one? The last one is called, I don't remember, something to do with birds. It's an indigenous, it's a show written by an indigenous playwright. I believe her name is Yvette Nolan, I think. And yeah, it's very good. All right, sounds like a... I don't remember what's If you're up. in the Edmonton area next uh, the next year, there'll be lots of shows in a short period of time that mm-hmm. you may or may not be able to go see, depending on the COVID restrictions. I'll but. throw out some uh, advertisements when they're close. Yeah, perfect. And we will be on our fall hiatus next week. Where, as Dylan is, is, as I mentioned, traveling back to Edmonton on Tuesday and... He will be moving next weekend over yeah. the, a few days. So, so and then the time change, and then so it's just it's just not really able to connect. So we're taking a, a week off, and then we will come back with season two starting September sixth. So join us then. We look forward to uh, having a, a new season of stories. Yeah, maybe maybe. We'll come up with a different category or two for yeah, season two. That'd be interesting. And you know what? Maybe the conservatives will have a leader by then. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Talk at you in two weeks. It's not warm when she's away. sunshine when she's gone she's always gone too long anytime she goes away